Happy Good Friday to all those that celebrate, and hopefully the Penguins will have a good Saturday because they will play the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit Little Caesars Arenas. The Penguins look to keep their season alive and also slide into a playoff spot for at least the next you know, seven, eight, nine hours, potentially even longer than that if the Penguins get some help from the Capitals or the Flyers um, on Saturday night. So for this episode, to start it, we're going to preview that game against the Red Wings, what the Penguins need to do to win it, plus look at just how they shouldn't even be in this situation right now, plus a buttload of other things. So that's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hundra Hodes. I have a few co-hosts back behind here um, for those that are watching on YouTube. Thrawn is here. Also very excited that the Grand Admiral is coming back in the Ahsoka show. And I have Teddy who is behind me. She is laying down. Um, they've been being pretty bad downstairs barking whoever comes by. So I decided that they will join me here. And yes, I am still rocking the Steel Panther um, on the Proud shirt that I rocked last night. Uh, we're keeping with the good vibes here. The, the, the reason why I think they won last night was because I was wearing the Steel Panther shirt during the game. We are all in on the Steel Panther stuff. If they make the playoffs, you know, it's going to be because I went to that concert and then bought the shirt. Um, but, you know, again, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day for your free and available on all platforms. So it's Penguins Red Wings, Saturday, 1 o'clock start time, nationally televised game on ABC. I'm double-checking to make sure that ESPN has not announced who's going to broadcast this game or – the commentators, that is. Um, just trying to see here. Yes, okay, so they did announce it. It's going to be Bob Wachuskin, who I actually like, Brian Boucher, and Leah Hextall. Uh, Brian Boucher, you know, I don't really think his analysis is that good. I think it's kind of fallen off after he left NBC. Leah Hextall, you know, I'm not really big on her analysis either. I think some of her TV interviews are kind of cringe. Um, she t- she's tried to do some play-by-play. She's just not really polished enough with that. Um, but Bob Wachuskin does a good job. So I think that'll be a nice, that'll be a fun call game. So one o'clock start time, ABC is the channel for you, for all of you. Um, unless you want to listen to the radio broadcast, that is what Josh gets off and Phil Bork, but Penguins Red Wings in game 80 out of 82. The Red Wings were officially eliminated from playoff contention on Thursday night in a seven to six loss to the Buffalo Sabres. Devin Levy um, showed he was human, but the Sabres were able to stay alive with that shootout win. Um, you know, all like all these games are massive, obviously, for the Penguins, but you know, you cannot get swept by both the Canadians and the Red Wings, especially with your seasons on the line. Thrawn, buddy, if you are going to stay in here, you know, okay, whatever. He's just gonna be looking for toys under there. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I love when my dogs are just being crazy. But you know, you with everything on the line, you cannot get swept by the Detroit Red Wings. You know, this team, they're not as bad as the Blackhawks or the Columbus Blue Jackets, but they're still not good. Just a week and a half ago, they had lost 12 and a 15 coming into that game against the Penguins. Penguins were able to tie it not once, but twice, especially in the third period. It was 4-4. We all know what happened after that. Brian Russ takes a really stupid penalty with less than four minutes to go, and they don't even get a point because the special teams nuked another one of their games. You know, and that's the weird thing about this. And the Penguins have been able to get points in games such as, you know, the Canadians won um, just about a week or two ago the game against the Senators a week or two ago, that game against Detroit, and that game against Boston. 
all four games they lost late in regulation. If they had gotten four points at least and got to overtime, and st- even even if they lost, say that, they would be three points up on both teams right now. The Penguins going into those final three games, they would all the Penguins would need to do is to win one of these final three games, basically, and they would be in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> they would actually, going into this game, if they had gotten just those points late in regulation against those teams, all they would need is a win tomorrow, plus a loss by either the Islanders or the Panthers, and the Penguins would be in the playoffs in game 80. Those are the lines, people. Like, that's that's how razor thin. that 228 separated that Penguins and the Bruins from a point. Three minutes separated the Penguins from a point in the Red Wings game. Two minutes separated the points, uh, the Penguins from a point in the Senators game. The Canadians game, they jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. Less than 20 minutes separated them from a point. Three to four points, just right there. Couldn't even grab them. And that's not to mention the fact that they could have gotten extra points there. They didn't get a point in any of those games. Say if they get, say if they win all those games, that's eight points. They're seven points up right now. They are, they're already in the playoffs. It's just crazy. It's just, that's how thin the lines are. And, you know, we kept saying, you know, after all these games, you know, it's going to come back to bite them. It's going to come back to bite them. It is right now because they don't control their own destiny, but they will have a chance to be in the play in a playoff spot for at least eight to nine hours before the games on Saturday take place at night. When they go to Detroit and take on a bad Red Wings team, this team is not good. Uh, they have some talent. Um, you look at Daily Faceoff, obviously, David Perron. He played very well against the Penguins last time, had the hat trick. Dylan Larkin has been their best player. Dominic Kubelik is on the top line now. Pius Suter, Andrew Kopp, Lucas Raymond, Alex Chase on Joe Valeno, Adam Ernie, Jonathan um, Bergeron, Austin Sarsnick, and Matt Luff defensively, Jake Wallman and Mo Sider. Um, Sam and Edmondson and Ben Sherratt, Oli Mata and Jordan Osterley. And then it looks like the Red Wings will have a new goalie for this one, Vili Huso. He is back healthy. Alex Nedeljkovic um, we backing up. At least that's how it's looking like right now. Uh, Red Wings are, are a little a little bit banged up. No, Michael Rasmussen, Mark Pizik's out. Robbie Fabry's out. Philip Zadina and Marco Casper. All those players don't, they do not look like they're going to be shooting up in this game. But, you know, what I'm really looking forward in this one, I want to see a level of desperation and urgency that the Penguins showed on Thursday. Come out firing. You know, they did. They, you know, Mark andre Fleury was the only reason that game was close at the end of the first period. I want to see them play with that level of urgency and with that level of desperation. Dean he even said after the game, the Minnesota Wild head coach, that they expected them to come out desperate. They did just that. And he even said they just didn't respond the right way. He, he liked how they played in the second and third period, but he even said it just it wasn't enough because the Penguins are where they are in the standings. You know, it was kind of similar to the way the Islanders look against the Lightning. They were the more desperate team. They came out peppering. They were able to break through the second period. Panthers, they were obviously the more desperate team against the Senators because the Senators were really just you know, not, you know, they were kind of in it, but, you know, also not really. Finally drinking some water because, you know, I'm tired of that little stupid allergy cough that I have on my show. But again, urgency, desperation, the special teams, that is a big one for this matchup. I say, I say this for every game, basically, but especially for this one with how that last game played out, Penguins go down three, nothing. They come back thanks to their power play. Tied at 3-3. They go down 4-3, but they tie it 4-4. But then the penalty kill rears its ugly head once again. 348 left. Who scores? David Perron. 
Braun scores a minute later to make it 6-4. The game is basically over at that point. The Red Wings score with three minutes left. <laughs> you know, you need the special teams to show up in this one because, you know, last night it was almost kind of looking the way, you know, it was going to go in some of these games that have been, you know, close losses where the power play was not good. The penalty kill was getting its turn. It's usually, it usually doesn't play well in the power play stinks, but <clears throat> at least the PK was able to, be a bit better against Minnesota. I was actually kind of surprised, but you know, it's the, it's the time of year where special teams matter a lot more and the Penguins penalty kill needs to be better after the way they played against Detroit on the week and a half ago, not good enough at all. And, and a couple of those games, you know, if they would have just been able to get a couple of big penalty kills from their units. That is even, even the two games, let's just say that even the two games against the Senators and the Red Wings, if they've been able to kill both those penalties off, they would have got at least a point. They would be a point up in the standings right now. They would be in control of their own destiny going into these final three games. Those, again, that's how slim these margins are. If you want to kill this penalty, if you want to kill that penalty, you need to see the PK at its best. I want to see the power play improve because it's been really bad for most of the season. It's crazy that they rank in the middle of the pack around the league um, in terms of power play percentage. It does not look like that when you watch them live. But I want to see that better. Tristan Jari, I want to say, I think he's going to get the start in this one. He should be the he should be the starter. They have to rely on him for better or worse in these final three games. I think I think he's taken some baby steps to get back to the level that we saw before he got injured in the Winter Classic and the level that he played at um, for most of last season. He's not there yet, I don't think. But you know, I, I thought I liked the way he played against Minnesota. I thought his movement was crisp. I thought he was aggressive. He's you know. Everything about his game was a lot better. It's also challenging, challenging shooters. The one goal that he allowed was not his fault from behind me. It's just killing me. But you know, those are the big things I'm looking for. Also, I want to see Sidney Crosby show up now. He's been a little cold as of late, you know, not really scoring much. Um, like I think we're used to seeing at the end of a season. I don't know if he's a little banged up. I don't know if he's tired of carrying the team all year, along with Evgeny Malkin and Crystal Tang, but I want to see a big vintage Sid game. Actually, I'm going to predict that. I think you're going to see a great vintage Sid game here. Um, it's past time for him to really show up for the Penguins here down the stretch. And I'm not saying that he hasn't, you know, that he's just been terrible or anything like that. I just think the captain's been a little off. <clears throat> not, not like his normal self, um, I should say. But that's what I'm really looking for in this game against the Red Wings. The Penguins have no excuses. I am sorry. When you are playing three teams who are down and out, they're playing for pride. <clears throat> Honestly, playing for Connor Bedard, if you want to be even more truthful, you have to win these games. It starts on Saturday in Detroit against a Red Wings team that is not good. Came and playing bad hockey. You have to win it. It would be obviously very Penguins for them to lose this. And then for the Islanders and the, Pan- and the Panthers to win on Saturday, which would effectively end their season because they would be <clears throat> three points back with two games to play. Um they were the only reason, the only way they would get in is if they win their last two games and then one of the Panthers or Islanders lose their last two. That, that would be a death blow. So another must win. They need to come out being desperate and urgent. And I think we're hopefully going to see that on uh, Saturday afternoon. Though that wraps up this first segment as we preview the matchup against the Detroit Red Wings coming up in the second segment. We'll get to a couple of injury updates. When could Marcus Pedersen, Nick Bonino be coming back? I heard a couple of things today with regards to that. Plus, you know, just why the Penguins should really not be in this situation right now. Um, and thanks to, I believe it was um, ZC. Uh, what, what are you, I'm trying to remember what your name is on 
uh, the YouTube comments. I'm just going to go on here um, just to make sure I get it right. Uh, it was from yeah ZC717. You, you, you brought about 20 games that they screwed up. I only had 10 off the top of my head. I'm going to give those 10 and I'll get to some of yours as well. That's all coming up in this next segment. But before we get to that, you know, when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your town roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suit of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews. If you hate waiting, well, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed knows when you're going your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match or must have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring right now. Remember, that's Indeed.com slash locked on. One more time for you all, Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Elmer's Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Okay, let's jump right into it. So Penguins, you know, I was staying, talking about this in my Thursday episode, and I'll say it again here. There's just no excuses to even be in this situation right now. You know, ZC, you know, ZC, you are the one that said it um, best last night. You know, if the team ends up missing, you can reference the below line. He gave a whole bunch of other games, but I had these all the time I had. The three Montreal games, no excuses to lose those games. That team is terrible. They only got two points in three meetings against them. They should have easily won those first two games. They had leads late in the third period against them. The, the third game, they jumped out to a 2-0 lead after they played the night before. No reason to lose those two game, three games. You have the two games against the Red Wings so far should have at least got, you should have gotten three out of four points at least in those games. Um, you blew a four nothing lead in the first one. That should have been an easy two points. Heck yeah. If they even win that game right now, they're tied with the, with the Islanders and the uh, Panthers. I know they don't have the tiebreakers, but it, that looks a little bit better right now. Um, and then the other game against the Red Wings, that's five right there. Two to three against the Islanders. That's seven to eight. Remember that Islanders game just a few weeks ago? They're up three to one with less than six minutes to go. Had the Penguins won that game, they would have, um, I believe, gone up a couple, two to three points, I believe, on the Islanders. Nope. Islanders score 536 left. They then score again with a little less than a minute, with a little less than a minute to go. All you need to do was hold that lead for six minutes because the Islanders had nothing in that game. Nothing. In the other game against the Islanders, on Long Island, Penguins were up 4-2 late in the second period. Lost in regulation. They're up 2-1 in the other Pittsburgh game. Lost in regulation. Eight right there that they had multi-goal or one-goal leads in late in second periods or, or late in third periods, and they're not able to close out. That's eight. The Sharks game, where they lost 6-4, to four, Logan Gutscher had the best game of, uh, of his season. That's nine. <laughs> Like the Bruins game, you didn't even get a point out of that. That's 10. Obviously the Senders game, that's 11. 11 games right there. And if they had gotten two points in almost all those games or even a point in half those games, 
this team would be challenging for a top three spot in the Metropolitan Division this year. That's why it's so maddening that they are where they are right now. They have done this to themselves. This isn't just bad luck, you know, just unlucky bounces and all that. No, they've played well for the most part, but a lot of times they've also just had really crappy defensive play coupled with really bad goaltending, and that's what sunk them. And you can put special teams in there. They should not be in this situation right now. The Penguins should easily be in a playoff spot, and it should be the Islanders and the Panthers duking it out for that final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. You know, if they don't make it, and there's a good chance that they might not make it, you know, the Penguins only have themselves to blame. That's why, you know, if, if you're a fan of this team, I'm not trying to, like, speak for you here, but I'm just saying, you know, if, if I were you, I probably wouldn't be super upset because, you know, they only have themselves to blame. This isn't just like, oh, it's a super competitive Eastern Conference. It's not. You have the top six teams that are obviously very good. Outside of that, though, it's a lot of middling teams. I don't think the Islanders are that good. I don't think the Panthers are that good. I don't think anyone below the Penguins are any good either. Penguins also aren't that good, obviously. But this conference is not that good. I mean, the fact that they are where they are right now just goes to show how poor this season has gone. And, you know, Azizi, you also touched on a lot of other games. You know, that Bruins game, you're right. That 5-2 lead, they lost 6-5 in overtime. Um, that Buffalo game, you're right. They had that 3-1 to one lead going into the third period. They lose 6-3. to three. I almost forgot about that game. The Kraken game, yep. They gave up that late goal in regulation in Pittsburgh. 3-2 loss. Um, you already touched on the Montreal. I already touched on the Montreal game. Yep, the Carolina one. Brock McGinn actually scored in the third period for the Penguins go up 2-1. They don't even get a point out of that game. Remember the goal, the Brian Russell, you know, later on in December. They lost 4-3 with Jacob Slavin got the OT winner. Penguins scored with seven minutes left in that third period. They couldn't even get two points there. Um, your, I already said, yep, the Bruins game, the Winter Classic was annoying. Islanders game, Islanders games, yep, yep. I mean, that's just, the t- as you said, that's the tip of the iceberg. And I'm glad there were some other ones in there that I basically completely forgot about. Shouldn't even be in this situation. Poor defensive plays, bad special teams, poor goaltending, bad situational awareness. You know, if they had just played even average in third periods this season, this team would have clinched a playoff spot two weeks ago. (laughs) And there's no reason to think that they can't make the playoffs next year, even if they miss this year, because the the core is still playing well. And I think hopefully if there's a new GM in here, um, they'll be able to make the necessary moves to get this team back into being a playoff team next year. Again, outside of the top six teams in this conference, it's it's not that good. And there's no reason why this should not be a playoff team. And the fact that, again, that's come down to this is very... Very annoying, but yeah, I mean, just the, those games that I mentioned, you know, ZC, I'm glad you brought up a couple other ones. I basically completely forgot about, you know, 15, 20 games right there and had half of them gone the other way, they would have clinched a long time ago. Just really, really unfortunate. But that'll wrap up this second segment. Coming up to end the show, we're getting into some injury updates and when you can expect Marcus Pedersen and potentially Nick Benino to come back um, before the season is up. I know there's only three games left, but uh, I'm going to give you all uh, a couple of small mini scoops when it comes to that to end the show. But before we discuss that, it's time to get into 
the official sports betting partner of Locked On, that is FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet everything from the money line to point scores and three strain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a very good payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 of bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA and locked on. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter, at Elmerstow Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, in terms of some small injury updates with Marcus Patterson, Nick Menino, the segment might be a little bit uh, shorter. Uh, Penguins do not practice today. Um, they use it as a travel date. They are in Detroit right now getting ready for tomorrow. Um Nick Benino and Marcus Pedersen continue to skate with the team, both in a non-contact capacity. I don't think they're they're going to play on Saturday, but I am thinking, based on what I've heard from a couple of people, I think their target return date is Tuesday against the Blackhawks. If they can get a practice or two in on Sunday or Monday, if they practice both days, I think there's a good chance that both will be ready to play. Kulikov, I'm not really sure. Um, I haven't really heard too much about that. I mean, all I've heard is he has a broken foot, you know, he he could come back in these final three games. He might not. But if I had to guess, I think the Penguins will get Pedersen and Benino back, which will be big. That the Penguins, knock on wood, will have a full complement of players for, you know, one of the only times they've had it um, this season because they're always pretty banged up. You know, Pedersen, they've missed him a lot. Even though they've gotten Petrie back, who's, you know, he's been okay this year, not 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 the best. And they just got Jan Ruda back, who I think did have a good game on Thursday against the wild. Um, this defense is not the same without Patterson in there. Um, he is their best defensive defenseman by far. You can make an ar- easily make an argument that he's been their best defenseman um, all year. And, you know, I'm one of the biggest Chris, Chris tank Sims out there. Um, he's, you know, patterson has been awesome. You know, if, thank God the Penguins didn't trade him. I'll say that, but um, that's what I'm hearing right now. It looks like that Tuesday game against the Blackhawks um, <clears throat> is, is their target date. Now, to end the show, obviously, the Penguins, they have to win out here. They have no other choice. And then you need one result to go your way. What's it going to be? Penguins fans are going to be the biggest Washington Capitals fans on tomorrow night and Monday. It's going to be hilarious. I don't know if they can rely on the Capitals to help them because the Capitals look really checked out right now. I think they've given up on Peter LaViolette. They got blown to hell by Montreal on Thursday. It was really bad. I don't really know what was going on there, but uh, you know, let's see if they if the Caps want to help out. The Flyers play the Islanders. That would be funny if they help out the Penguins. Probably not going to happen. Penguins' best bet is probably going to be the Panthers getting beaten by either the Leafs um, or the Hurricanes, or potentially both in those games. You know, the Capitals just don't have anything to play for. The Leafs don't have much to play for because they're locked in. But I also don't know how much cap space they even have to call anyone up from the Marley. So I think they might have to dress their full lineup for that game against the Panthers. We'll see if they're able, if they're even going to really try in that game. The Hurricanes, I think will give it a fight, especially if the Metropolitan Division is still in the balance. They can kind of decide who they want to play. I think of all the three teams on the Panthers schedule, the Hurricanes are going to give them um, the biggest fight. Islanders wise, they play the Flyers, Capitals, and then Canadians. Um, 
I'll say this. I would be stunned if the Islanders dropped one of those games. They've been playing outside those two games last weekend. I think they've been playing a little bit of better hockey. Uh, Sorokin is top three goalie in the league. I would be kind of stunned if they even dropped a point from those games. Uh, Penguins are going to have to win out and get some help. You know, even two two out of three wins ain't going to do it. It's just not. It's just not. Panthers, you know, they're, they're, they have the harder schedule. Alex Lyon, can he continue to do this? That's going to be the big question. Be nice if Washington wants to help out, but I think it's more likely that one of Toronto or Carolina um, gives the Penguins some help. You know, it's going to be close. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm leaning towards being more optimistic because that's how I am that the Penguins are going to somehow sneak in. But if they don't, and there's a good chance that they don't, again, they only have themselves to blame here, man. It's their fault. And yeah, I mean, there's big changes coming no matter what happens in the playoffs or if they miss. That's how I see it. And if the ownership can't see that, then I think this team is even is in even more crap than they already are. But that will do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Really appreciate all of you listening and watching. I hope you all have a wonderful Easter weekend if you all are celebrating. I'm, of course, uh, a nice Jewish man, so I'm celebrating Passover, which, you know, I'm already kicking myself for not being able to eat bread these last few days or pasta, which is my favorite food. Um, So I'm having fun with that. Hope you have a great rest of your good Friday. Have a great Easter weekend. Let's see if the Penguins can win on Saturday and potentially get some much needed help from two teams um, that are out of the playoff picture right now. So until then, hope you have a great weekend. I'll speak with you all on Monday. We'll see if the Penguins are in a playoff spot.